Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm JJ Hornblast, and welcome to FinTech Unfiltered from Bank Innovation, uh, the leading digital news service on banking technology and FinTech. This is our weekly wrap for what's happening in banking innovation. Before I begin, I want to thank Bank Innovation advertisers, Mambu, Biz2Credit, and Accuant for their support. So thank you to them. And I am, as always, pleased to be joined by Bianca Chan of the Bank Innovation team. Hi, Bianca. It is Friday, December 18, 2020. In the news this week, uh, French President, France's President Emmanuel Macron tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, on Wednesday, the NASDAQ advanced 0.5%. This was uh, that index's 52nd record close of 2020. Uh, as reported extensively by our sister publication, Air Cargo World, the aviation industry began rushing to deliver COVID-19 vaccines worldwide. Also this week, the East Coast's first major winter storm of the year blanketed Pennsylvania, uh, New York, uh, and other Northeastern states on Wednesday. And finally, NASA named Blue Origin's New Glenn rocket as one of its potential launch providers for scientific missions later in the decade. Blue Origin is of course owned by Amazon founder, Jeff Bezos. In FinTech news this week, CIBC, uh, the major Canadian uh, banking concern, introduced uh, a new chatbot. Bianca, why, uh, what makes this development uh, noteworthy? Yeah, sure. So um, uh, CIBC tapped IBM Watson technology. IBM has a strong foothold in the financial services space between Watson and also its uh, cloud computing services. Uh, but the interesting about this chatbot, which is uh, not common um, across many chatbots and virtual assistants we see um, in the US and Canada today, but more so uh, less seen in Canada today, is um, the ability to have a transactional bot. So basically um, a virtual assistant that can help to make account specific changes or um, transactions of that sort. So there's added um, security complexities, of course, in authentication processes when when this sort of capability is introduced. And so um, CIBC is pretty excited about it. They're already thinking about, well, they're already developing um, a mobile interface for the virtual assistant, as well as looking at um, other users of the bot. So currently it's available to um, customers with personal bank accounts, uh, and they're looking at um, deploying this to their uh, internal employee base. And then also across like, different um, customer segments, whether that be wealth management or uh, commercial banking and so on. So among the uh, transactions that uh, the chatbot can execute, um, a couple of them are, you know, are, I, I could see, you know, relatively doable or not doable. I mean, from a security standpoint, they're reasonable. Um, scheduling bills, for example, uh, is one. Um, but the chatbot also allows for the paying of bills that amps up the security requirement. Um, 
But uh, more significantly, it allows for instant money transfers. Uh, I mean, is there a sense for how this is done in a uh, with all, you know considering risk management requirements? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, the virtual assistant is basically built on this framework that CIBC has been. Um, developing for the past few years. Um, and it's built on APIs and microservices. And so that is how um, the virtual, like IBM's virtual assistant is essentially tapped into all of these different areas of um, CIBC's tech stack and, and other systems. Mm -hmm. um, so it's using API technology um, in, in addition to um, IBM's orchestration platform, which is basically a hub for all of these APIs to plug in to one another. I mean, it seems like the instant money transfer in an automated fashion is kind of a, a landmark uh, um, for for financial services. Would you is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think it's fair. Um, IBM made the point of saying that that sort of capability is uh, less common in Canada, meaning that it's uh, probably likely more common in the U.S. market. Um, but I, I would say that it, it is uh, definitely on the forefront or at least on the fringe. Okay. And in, uh, also on the automation front, uh, TD, um, uh, we, we, you know, has, we've learned that they've decided to lean more heavily on automation and cybersecurity. And so there's, it, it, it's, this is, the, there are two permutations of this. Um, leaning on an automated decision tree to um, help their analysts uh, determine outcomes for cybersecurity. And then secondly, um, deploying automation for its forensics teams to give uh, TD analysts greater visibility into prioritizing security alerts. Is there a sense, like which of these is more uh, is is more important to TD, and which is maybe more of a challenge from an automation standpoint? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would I would venture to guess that probably the first use case um, was maybe more impactful to TD. So um, their cybersecurity efforts was sort of born out of their fusion centers, um, of which there are four across the world. Uh, and it basically brings together bank experts across like technology, security, legal, fraud, operations. Um, much of the way we're kind of seeing this shift in financial services anyways of having these sort of like horizontal agile groups. Um, so typically they're, they're, to get, they're sitting physically together in these fusion centers, but with uh, social distancing and, and work from home orders, um, TD sort of had to innovate. How were they going to replicate that same sort of um, open communication that you'd have just turning to the person or the analyst beside you. Um, TD gets like billions of alerts a day uh, in terms of like threat incidences coming in. And so in order for all of these dispersed analysts to be able to understand what sort of um, threat uh, incidences that need to be prioritized or, or, in, or in terms of um, seeing like patterns or trends within these threats, uh, they, they leaned on this uh, automated decision tree capability, which yes, I imagine it's some sort of a 
like an automated and structured workflow that the analyst would follow to essentially come to the same conclusions when um, they couldn't just turn and, and, and talk to their colleagues. They, they developed this in-house or they used a third party for this? Um, uh, Claudette, who oversees enterprise cybersecurity for TD, didn't go into detail around that. But I imagine, um, I, I think decision trees are very common within, you know, software and technology. So uh, it, might, it might just be sort of the replication of like the process through which uh, decision trees. Right. So you said that that was impactful. How, like, what's the, like, what do you mean by that? Like, to what degree? Yeah, well, so the analysts come together and they, they write up these reports that are shared across the organization um, with di different business leaders calling from different lines, uh, essentially like subscribing or signing up for these sort of daily uh, reports on, on threat patterns and threat trends across the organization. So in order for the analysts to be able to come to some sort of conclusion about what goes on to that report and what's shared widely and what people should be looking at in terms of their own business operations. Um, I, I'm not sure if it would be possible to do that, you know, without this sort of collaborative or collaborated approach to coming to the decisions. So uh, our, our sister venture made some news this week uh, at INV Fintech, um, our sister accelerator venture that um, we're which uh, unveiled uh, its INV FinTech Discovery product. Um, maybe you could uh, share uh, some, some background on, the, on Discovery and, and uh, why it was uh, launched. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's really an evolution of um, INV FinTech, which has been around for um, you know, about five years or so. And it evolved to meet the market need um, to cut through the noise of all of the fintech startups that are constantly joining the industry. Um, and it's essentially this, this vetted funnel of like innovation. So um, it's a, it runs on a two month um, program that we, that we run throughout the year. And um, it basically provides subscribers to the program um, access to like a live demo day where they can learn and, and find out about new technologies hitting the market. Um, also have access to our library of recorded demos, um, which have been vetted by, you know, our, our, our proprietary process. Uh, and then we've also got um, the emerging FinTech directory, which kind of serves as a more broad, um, I guess you would say innovation pipeline to discovering new technologies and new companies um, that are kind of on the forefront of banking that maybe you hadn't heard of before. Yeah, so it used to be the case that just starting an innovation operation was kind of, you know, that itself was, was revolutionary uh, post credit crisis. And, and even, uh, you know, seeking out uh, fintechs uh, was was kind of part of the ha, has become part of the FI process. Um, what's different today is that discovery uh, needs to become a core function uh, within an innovation operation uh, because 
there are, you, you know, you could look at any number of new startups uh, in the fintech space, and there's likely to be three, four, five groups doing relatively similar things. Um, and so uh, discovering, doing that discovery and identifying which is the fintech to work with and which is not is, is, has really replaced the, the notion of just finding out what's out there. Um, and so that's what INV fintech discovery uh, enables financial institutions to do to, uh, to be more efficient about their, um, their innovation strategies. So we're particularly pleased uh, to introduce it. And, um, and we certainly encourage our, our uh, listeners to uh, learn more at imvfintech.com. Uh, so um, uh, this is our last uh, uh, FinTech Unfiltered of the year of 2020. I can't say that I am uh, nostalgic for 2020 in the least, um, but we've certainly enjoyed uh, uh, presenting this to you and uh, look forward to more episodes in the coming year. We actually have some significant changes in um, uh, plans for bank innovation uh, with the new year. So. Uh, stay tuned for that, and uh, we will see you next year. Thanks, everyone, for, for joining us.